0: The Live with Squacky podcast is sponsored in part by Min-Atlantic VoiceOver and Antland Productions. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Live with Squacky. I'm your host, Val Kelly, otherwise known as Squacky Voice. My very first teaching job was at a school called Vernon Verona Sherrill High School in Verona, New York. For those who are unfamiliar with that area of New York, it's pretty close to Syracuse. There were about 800 students total. I was 22 years old and pretty fresh out of college. My seniors that year were only four years younger than me, and it was definitely an interesting time in my life. Many of the students that I taught during my three years at that school are my friends now to this day. There wasn't a very big age difference, and since it was my first full-time teaching job, I learned a lot and they helped me through it. So it's with great excitement that I tell you about my special guest today because he's a former French student of mine from that first school I taught at. Aaron Dodge has been on the path to be the center of attention his whole life. I remember his great energy that he always had in my French class. And now he's using that great positive energy to move forward in life, to seek out his dreams, and to make them into realities. Aaron is a host slash MC for sporting, fitness, and nonprofit events. He has over 10 years of experience managing live sporting events like NBA, WNBA, and triathlon. And he's a brand influencer. He's a TikTok star, comedian, great dancer, and all-around nice guy. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today, Aaron. It's so great to see you.
1: So great to see you too. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this.
0: Of course. It's so great to catch up with you after all these years. I think you must have been, I don't know, like 14 or 15 when you were in my French class, but I still remember how much fun it was. We spent a lot of time laughing, and I think it's so great that you've maintained that same fun energy over all these years. Can you start out by talking about what you pursued after you got out of high school?
1: Sure. Yeah. Me and my family, the heck out of upstate New York. So they moved to South Carolina and they said, take a pick of a couple of South Carolina schools because we want you to stay close, but have at it. And I went to college at Coastal Carolina University in Myrtle Beach. Rough life going to do school eight minutes from the beach. But I got out of there with a, in four years with a degree in marketing. And then from there, you know, me being in class, I'm loud, I'm funny, I'm out there and marketing was always something that was very passionate of me. I can still recite commercials from when I was 14, 15 in your class. So I was like, I think marketing is the way for me to go. So I got a marketing degree. And then I got a really lucky and got into an internship with the National Basketball Association and worked with the basketball team in New Orleans. And I moved there right after high school. And from there, I then moved up to Minneapolis for three years and worked for their team. And then I came back to Charlotte, North Carolina, to be closer to my family who live an hour and a half away in Columbia. And I've been here working for multiple marketing agencies, a couple of video production companies, and now I work for myself.
0: It's so great to hear a success story, you know, because I don't always obviously get to follow up with all of my students that I teach over the years, but it's really great that you followed your dreams. Mm -hmm. Do you have any memories from French class that stand out to you after all these years? (laughs)
1: <laughs> besides the fact that i wasn't very good at french no it was just a lot i mean i just remember it being a lot of fun that is honestly one of the things i don't re- i don't remember a lot of high school and a lot of fun times but i do remember a lot of fun times uh, you brought it up uh when we were connecting about this making crepes and we always had a good time and uh you always had eiffel tower gummies which just made my life i might have to google them after we get off the uh off this call but no it was always just it was always a, it was always a lot of fun i do i just i remember that it was just a, a a fun way to obviously understand a different language in a different way that because at that age, you know, you've most people have never been out of the country, let alone speaking another language. So it was really nice to understand how different cultures use dialect and use conversation. So it was definitely a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, we were kind of a little bit isolated in that part of New York. We were in our little small town there. And so I felt like that was my first full time teaching job. So I thought it was a great way to start and just Everybody was so kind and it was such a small, really close-knit group of people. Everyone knew each other and I think that really helped me to kind of get my foot in the door of teaching and really feel comfortable with it and make mistakes but learn from them at the same time. So that was great.
1: It was always easy when we had a smaller school because everybody was hanging out on the weekends and we were put into small groups for projects. It wasn't like I was teamed up with Tony who I'd never seen before and never met before. We were all hanging out on the weekend together and also in the same classes together, which I'm sure meant we were talking too much when you were trying to teach. But we were young, <laughs> okay? <laughs>
0: True, true. (laughs) Well, let's dive right into the TikTok conversation because I have a lot of questions about that. You're hilarious, of course. All the dances and sketches you put on there are so great. I haven't even begun to wrap my head around this platform yet. What would you say are some key factors for being successful on
1: TikTok? Easiest way to find success on TikTok is to follow trends, trending songs, trending impressions, trending dances. You don't have to be a dancer to be on TikTok. I know that was in the middle of COVID last year. That was like the biggest thing. Everybody was like, I don't dance. But there's voiceover artists. There's people doing impressions. There's people doing how to invest. There's number one. Let's say that. Find your niche, follow trends. In Charlotte, I teach a class on TikTok. And what I tell the students that come into the class is social media for as long as it's been around, even you know Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, if you copied somebody, you were frowned upon. If a person took a picture in front of the city and posted on their Instagram and someone came around the next day, posted that same picture in the same location, the entire world would implode. You copied me. I had the idea first. That's the opposite of TikTok. And that's why TikTok is growing as exponentially as it is. I make up a dance and I say, hey, entire world, as long as you tag me as a creator of this dance, have at it. We'll see what you come up with. And people do it hundreds and thousands of times and it's okay, which is different from any other social media. So that's a great way for people to think about it. So follow trends, find your niche. If you're a social media manager and you want more clients talk about social media talk about the benefits of that if you're a dancer and you want to be in a commercial just dance your face off and somebody will notice you have noticed multiple tiktokers in basic marketing campaigns for taco bell or other brands that i've seen recently so that you're getting noticed by being on there
0: that's really great advice how do you create content for your audience
1: Some of it is thought up ideas that I've come up with. I know what my audience likes as a content creator. I've been making people laugh for years, and I've just found a nice sweet spot of what my followers enjoy. I did a video a couple of months ago that every single leaf blowing company in Charlotte just pushes their leaves into the street. We all drive over them. Everybody is thinking it, but nobody's ever made a video about it. And so I made a video about it. So Half of my ideas come up in the old skull, and the other half... I Honestly, I tell people, if you're not motivated to make any content, if you go on TikTok for 30 minutes and just scroll the For You page, you will find something that piques your interest, whether that be to do it for yourself or for your brand or for your business. So in order to be a content creator, you have to be in The content. You have to be consuming it yourself. And there's a lot of amazing creators out there that are giving tips and tricks on ways that you could be creating content for yourself.
0: Has there been one video you've made that changed everything for you?
1: That's a great question. You know, I have almost 11,000 followers on TikTok. That's the most following on all of my platforms. And I got there in under in under a year, which is, you know, I've been on Instagram and Facebook longer than that. So that's pretty crazy. But I've had three videos go viral on TikTok. I wouldn't say that it's like, you know, people, brands or anything are knocking down the door because there's just so many people on TikTok. But I had one video in the beginning of April that has 490,000 views on TikTok. I did another one in the middle of the summer, dancing in my bathroom it has like 300 and some odd thousand views. I actually just put one out uh, last week, impressions of David Rose from Shit's Creek. It actually, over the weekend, started to go viral. That's the craziest thing about TikTok too. That's another point back to content on TikTok is... If you think about it, when was the last time you posted on Instagram that somebody noticed your video over 24 hours after you posted it. It just doesn't happen on Instagram anymore. It's just like a one and done kind of thing. You post it, your friends see it in the morning when they're waking up and then it's gone forever. Never thought about. I posted that video on Tuesday and then on Saturday it went viral. So it's crazy that the amount of time that a video stays and like the ethos of TikTok is what is pretty interesting about it. So everybody posts on TikTok and they don't have a gazillion views after an hour. I'm like, pump the brakes you have some time, if enough people get their eyes on it, the algorithm will start serving it to more people and then you'll, that'll go from there, but still waiting for that one video. It'll come soon, though. but (laughs) you're only one video away from changing your life. Just like, uh, oh my
0: gosh, (laughs) that's great. How do you stand out from other creators on TikTok?
1: Authenticity is my easy answer for that. I don't try to be anybody that I'm not. Um, you know, I see trends that are happening and people are tagging me. You should do this. You should do that. If it doesn't scream to me out of the phone, I don't do it. It's just how I've always been. I don't like to go down the path that everybody wants me to go down. I want to go down my own. And I know that, let's say this big trend is happening and everybody was like tagging me, tagging me, tagging me. If I'm like behind the camera and I'm like, Ugh don't want to do this dance. It's going to come out in the video. But when you see me dance on my TikTok or on my Instagram, and I'm happy as a pig in mud, you know that like that's what I wanted to do. So I always just stay true to myself, whether that be creating content for a lot of what I create is just me having to get ideas out of my brain, especially on my YouTube page. I made a video a couple months ago, gluten-free uh, Oreos came, were announced back in like early December that they were going to be coming out in January. And so in under 48 hours, I created a video about gluten-free Oreos that I actually got retweeted by them. On Twitter. So that was a lot of fun. So yeah, you just got to just be authentic, be yourself. And it'll shine through your authenticity. You know, I always get comments like, Oh, you're so funny. Oh, I just love that you're smiling the whole time you're dancing to that dance. And so that's what it always shines through when you're being your authentic self.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can totally see that. I mean, obviously, there have been a lot of years since I had you in class. And now I can tell in watching your content that you haven't changed that much from when I knew you in school, because you've always had that just energy that is so contagious. You know, I remember just being in class and going like, I might've had a day where I'd be like, oh man, I really don't want to teach this class. And then I'd go in, oh wait, like a way to have this class, they're my favorite class, you know, and you guys would always make me laugh and just be goofy. And I really think that's so important now for creators to be authentic and to be themselves because there are so many fake people out there, and I think it really stands out when you do come across as authentic. So that's really great you're such a positive person with great energy and faith. How do you handle it when you have to deal with trolls on TikTok or other social media (laughs) platforms?
1: (laughs) Luckily, I'm not big enough to where I've had a lot of negativity or a lot of trolls. I know that if the, the level that I want to get and the success that I want to get, that they're going to come. But Oh, gosh, it's a dime a dozen. The, the The one thing that I say to myself is every time I press send on a video is, you know, if this makes one person's day, or makes somebody feel special, or make somebody feel happy, today that I did my job. And I know that with success comes haters. So I know that that's something that I'm gonna have to deal with down the road. Luckily, I haven't had to yet. I have a few comments here and there, but nothing really that has made me want to crawl into a hole and die yet. So um, luckily, I haven't had to cross that bridge yet. But I know it'll be coming. And if you're looking to rise to success or to be the best at something, it's always going to come. So is there's anybody out there listening to this that wants success like that, there's always going to be haters. So you just, I feel like if you just prepare yourself for it, it's going to take less of a punch than if you're like, I'm going to be so successful and I'm going to have a million followers on social media and I'm gonna make all this money and everyone's going to love me. Nobody. That's not true. It doesn't happen. Even people don't even like Ellen DeGeneres and she's, one of the top, you know, top people on the world. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I do think you have to just take it with a grain of salt and try not to let it bring you down. That's all you can really do. Right. In watching your Insta stories over the years, you seem to be very into staying fit and living a healthy lifestyle. What are some tips you can offer to our listeners about getting on the right path to getting in shape?
1: I'll share something that I started a couple of years ago. You know, I played sports at VBS when you were my teacher and, you know, went on to be still very active to this day something that really helped me was understanding what my body needed. And I would always say to myself, I'm going to get four to six really hard, crazy workouts a week. And then just with the real world and with life and work and friendships, that's just not feasible. So if you have a mindset like that, I shifted my mindset into, I call it five sweats. Basically, that just means that I need to get my heart rate up enough to sweat five times a week. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to you know, run to the stop sign and back and break a sweat and call that my five workouts for the entire (laughs) week. But I try to focus on doing what my body needs. You know, I'm always going to get in a couple of runs, get in, you know, and, and like on Sunday, I only had four workouts throughout the week, but I needed to get something in and I just ran two miles. You know, I've run a marathon. I've run multiple half marathons, like two miles is nothing. Two miles is Some people would say, oh, why didn't you run six? Well, what my body needed on Sunday was just a little two-mile jaunt. I I went to a, a trail here in Charlotte. I just ran one mile north, and when my watch went off, I just ran back to my car, and that's really what my body needed. So just doing what your body needs. If you think you have a negative relationship with the amount of workouts that you're having, give yourself a little bit of grace try out my thing of calling it five sweats and just see how, if your relationship with working out and with your body changes from there.
0: It's really great advice. I just got a Fitbit for Christmas. So <laughs> I set it to remind me every hour to just like move 250 steps at least. And yeah. I, it sounds so silly because I always work out, but it's one of those things where like now I'm teaching virtually and it's so easy to just be in front of the computer all day and go like, oh my gosh, it's been like four hours and I haven't moved at all. So now this kind of like forces me to get up every hour and go like, oh, hold on, I got to get my 250 steps in. And, you know, I mean, obviously I try to do more than that, but I think it really helps. For me, that's a motivating thing in my life.
1: So that's great. Definitely,
0: Your dance skills have always been great, but do you or have you taken any classes to improve your skills over the years?
1: I've actually only taken one or two choreography classes In my lifetime, it was a lot of fun. We danced to this, one of my favorite rap songs. And so it was just amazing. I will say that I've had multiple people tell me from the beginning of last year till the end of last year that my dancing skills had improved with all of my dancing on TikTok. So I was very happy to hear that my viewers slash followers slash friends thought that they were improving, but you know, life's busy. I would love, I have a lot of great friends here that teach dance classes. I like to dance to songs that I know. It gives me a little bit more comfort as far as like knowing the words and the words are mean the movements a little bit. And so I got to find a class to learn a little bit more, but honestly, TikTok has made me a much better dancer. So continuing to enjoy doing those on the regular for sure.
0: That's awesome. As a brand influencer, you get to work with some great companies. What are some words of advice you could offer to our listeners who would like to try collaborating with great brands?
1: Well, there's a lot of great apps out there. I'm on one that's called Influence Co. So I'm considered a micro-influencer, which is, I believe, under 50,000 followers. So those brands aren't looking to spend the big dollar bucks for an influencer like myself. So I went on to the Influence app found a couple of brands that were just doing like an in-kind for like a t-shirt or for a nonprofit. I teamed up with a couple of those. And what you have to do is it's, it's basically like a resume. If you want to work with more brands, you have to work with brands to work with other brands. And so try to find whether that be a local company in your city, if it's a brand that you like online, you can DM them. Hey, my name is Aaron. I have 6000 followers on Instagram. I get a good amount of interaction with my following, so like would you give me a $25 gift card to your smoothie shop? I would love to I'll take a nice picture or I'll dance in front of the sign and I'll do a giveaway for your smoothies. Well, you go to another company and say, "Hey, I did this giveaway with the smoothie company. I got 400 comments. I got this many interactions. My reach was this much." I'd love to team up with you. My price per post is $100. What do you think about that? And you can start to pitch people what your ideal situation would be. Back to what I said previously, stay authentic to yourself. You know, I like to dance. I like vegan products. I like energy drinks. I like running shoes. So like stay in your lane because once again, you're going to be the most authentic. Obviously, if if you've enjoyed using a product for three months, six months, a year, you're obviously a, a, a good customer of that brand. So that's a good way to reach out. So yeah, so the, the way you can just show your value, pitch what you want to pitch. And like I said, there's also a, a lot of apps that are helping connect influencers to brands.
0: That's really cool. I didn't know about that at all. So I'm sure a lot of my listeners probably didn't either. So that's really great you have to check it out. If you could have a superpower, what would it be and why?
1: It would definitely be teleportation, especially in uh, COVID times, because God, what I would do to snap my fingers without having to travel with everything going on in our world right now, I would love to be in a different country at the snap of my finger. So I would definitely say that because I love to travel but it's just not safe. I know a lot of listeners out there that are probably going to listen to this have traveled during this time. I've just not wanted to. So luckily here in Charlotte, North Carolina, we we have the beach three hours away. So as soon as springtime comes, I will be doing that. But as far as getting on a plane right now, it just doesn't seem too safe. So I got friends in LA. I got friends in Denver. I want to visit Vancouver. Um, so if I could teleport them there in a snap, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would
0: be great. I would love that. What is your favorite travel destination when we're allowed to travel and it's safe?
1: So I said Vancouver. That's my city that I've never been to list. There is a race in August called the Lululemon uh, Seawees Half Marathon that a lot of people do. You actually have to win a lottery to get in and to do it. I don't know if I'll be doing that this year with COVID's good get a track, but Vancouver is definitely on my list. Pacific Northwest, I've been to Seattle and Portland. And then obviously I've heard nothing but amazing things about Vancouver and then travel a little bit into Canada afterwards. Uh, So that's tops on my list. But when it's safe again, I'll probably head to LA or to Denver to see some friends as well.
0: Everyone seems to be handling this crazy COVID pandemic time differently. How have you been coping with it and has it affected your career at all?
1: So the funny thing is I was at a production company. I was director of relationships. I was client facing, but as now everyone has heard during this podcast, I'm a very creative person, always have been. And so when I got into in the middle of COVID and we were working from home and TikTok came around and then I also was in a relationship that ended, so I spent a lot of the beginning of last year trying to save the relationship with my girlfriend at the time. And so my creative brain was like in fight or flight mode with this relationship. And so I didn't have the ability to be creative. We parted ways, quarantine happened, and I just TikTok took over my life. And I was like, I'm going to do this impression today and this dance over here. And I was just getting so many ideas. Unfortunately, the COVID affected the uh, ecosystem of the job that I was currently in. And so multiple employees and myself parted ways Uh, with the company. And I just was like, this is my time. I was single. I wanted to go into business for myself. I wanted to increase the amount of content I was creating for my YouTube channel. And so that brands can continue to work with me, whether that be hosting on a show or brand influencer, or for me to help them with their content. So I was like, the end of 2020 and 2021 is all going to be about myself and about creating as much content and making as many relationships with brands as I could. So it affected me in that realm from leaving my job. But if COVID never happened, I don't know if I would ever have left and went out on my own. It just kind of the stars kind of aligned and here I am four months in. Like I said at the beginning before we got on here, still still learning, still growing, still trying to uh, make light of what solar solo solopreneurship is like and but really enjoying it because I can it's all it's all me. It's on it's on my shoulders. Every single day, and I really like that. And I like being available to do whatever I want. If all my clients are happy, I can make a funny video at you know eleven a.m. in the morning because I had a really funny idea, and it seems like the right time to make the video. the The funny video that's going viral on TikTok right now that I did the impressions of David Rose. I shot like last Tuesday at ten a.m. because I saw it on TikTok, and I was like, "Oh, I got to make this. I got to make it like right (laughs) now." and it's paying off dividends. So it was a weird couple of months, but also 2020 is one year I will never forget as a lot of people won't either.
0: I do think you have a great way of looking at it. I think that happened for a lot of people. It was really a time where people had to go, what do I really want to do with my life? And am I doing that? Or is this a time where maybe the world is presenting itself to me to say, this is my time to do what I'm going to do. You know, That's When COVID happened and I was thrown into teaching virtually instead of going into school every day, you know, it was like, oh, well, now I'm going to upgrade my studio and I'm going to audition for more work. I'm going to book more toy voiceovers. And all of that stuff happened immediately within a few months, which was great. But it also gave me the time that I wouldn't have normally had to say, I'm going to take my podcast from YouTube and put it into this audio only format and get it on Apple and do all this stuff, you know? So I was allowed, I allowed myself that time to be able to do all that. So I'm not saying it was a positive thing that COVID happened. I do think some positive things came out of it for a lot of people, which is great. Yeah. That's
1: how—that's actually the way that I verbalized it to a friend a couple of weeks ago. It was like, I can't say that COVID was positive because of how many people have been affected and what it's done to a lot of people's lives. But if you don't come out of 2020 with some positive lessons and some positive growth, then you're looking at 2020 in the wrong way. Exactly.
0: What's next for you? Do you have any upcoming projects or appearances that you want to tell our
1: listeners about? Nothing really, nothing too crazy. I mean, I would just love if if those uh, listening to this would give me a follow on Instagram and on TikTok. I will keep you entertained. Trying to grow my YouTube channel as well. Um, I do have some fun stuff. I don't know if you've seen recently, but my sister encouraged me to do more stuff in front of the camera for kids. My niece is two and a half years old. And then I also have a slew of friends from not only high school that you know, but also college that have young kids from zero to 10. And so I just love interacting with kids and making kids laugh. And, you know, I dressed up as the Grinch for Christmas this year and made some content for that. And so. I got a text message like a day in December, like, oh my God, the Grinch content is so funny. My son grabs my phone when I get home from work to watch you on Instagram. And so I decided to start making kids content on my YouTube. And so I have two episodes in, you know, Adrian's helping me talk about shapes and the color of the rainbow. And then last weekend I danced to a fun song I found online just for the kids to, you know, wake up. Saturday morning and dance around the living room too. So um, I call (laughs) one of my friend's daughters calls me dancing dodge. And so I deemed that as my name. So you can follow me on YouTube. There's some fun kids content on there. If you're looking for, I'm not up to Blippi's level, but I I did Google his net worth. (laughs) And if I can just get 10% of what he's doing, I would be very happy. But YouTube is just crazy i've got into the youtube world since i left my full-time job now that we have it on our tv at my roommate's house and everybody else has it on their tv you know a lot of the videos of me dancing this weekend were from kids that were dancing in front of their tv it's just crazy what how people are taking in content these days and so they're on so many different devices that it'd be bad for me not to be everywhere so that's what i'm trying that's exactly what i'm trying to do right now is just Yeah, I make fun content on Instagram and TikTok for the older crowd. I've been putting out some stuff on YouTube for the kids and just my motto, I try to tell myself is making the world a better place one laugh at a time. And so uh, just trying to do that for all ages.
0: That's really great. Can you tell our listeners how to connect with you if they choose?
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, Aaron underscore Dodge on Instagram and TikTok. Aaron Dodge on YouTube. I don't have enough people subscribed to my channel yet to be able to call my channel something. But if you go to any of my Instagram or my TikTok, it'll link you back to my YouTube. But yeah, I would love to have some listeners there to just continue to interact with. And you won't go unentertained. I'll tell you that much.
0: (laughs) That's for sure. Well, thanks so much for chatting with me today, Aaron. And I wish you tons of continued success in everything you do. And let's definitely keep in touch.
1: I appreciate it. Love uh, being on this today and uh, excited to continue to connect with you as well. Take care.
0: Live a Squacky is mixed and mastered by everybody's favorite voiceover tech, Uncle Roy Yokelson of Antland Productions. <laughs> <laughs>